The purpose of this show is to create a space for men and women to come together to process and discuss culture and the worlds we live in through the lens of Christianity, using literature, expert input, laughter, and love to deepen our relationships and understanding of God, ourselves, and others. So come on and let's illuminate the way with your host, Janiah Taylor. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Illuminating the Way with your girl, your host, Janiah Taylor. Now, I'm sure you guys are probably wondering, girl, it's been a minute, like where you've been at, what you've been doing. And truthfully, life has been light thing. My dog had 15 puppies, so I was a dog mom times 17 for a while, and you know, just moving and all that good stuff. I'm finally settled. I have two puppies left, one that is getting ready to be rehomed. So I'm back to it and we're not going to stop. <laughs> um, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be finishing out this season. These last two episodes of season four, side A and B, are going to be out before the end of May, prayerfully before the end of May, okay? So hopefully you guys have been tuned in to all of the other episodes that are on this season and even in past ones. And for June, we're going to dive into a new revival series or topic rather, and just get right into it. But for all things this episode, welcome back and let's get into Revival Long Suffering. Um, today, we're chatting about all the different instances where God the Father and the Son have long suffered, right? Because if God can, God the Father and um, God the Son can suffer, then child, why can't you? Why can't you? That's the question today. Why can't you? Or for whenever you're listening to this, ask yourself, why can't I? Um, So in this episode... We're going to take a look at it and see how God has and is still long-suffering with and for us, his children. And when we're done, um, our question shouldn't be, why do I have to long-suffer? But more so, it should be, or our stance should then be, if he did and continues to do so um, with and for us, then why can't we? So come on, let's go ahead and get into the episode and illuminate the way. Okay, so after hearing that God the Father and God the Son suffer with and for us, you might be thinking, okay, but what that got to do with me? Um, That's God and I'm human. (laughs) And truthfully, I can see where you're coming from. But since I know scripture, I have to tell you, it has everything to do with us. So you know how your parents, you have certain characteristics from them, um, certain attributes, even certain habits that you kind of just pick up 
for after being around them, of course, growing up with them, all of those things. It's the same exact thing with God, except literally he made us in his likeness, in his image. So the closer that we become to God, the more our likeness, the more our characteristics are like him. So because God the Father and God the Son have suffered and continue to suffer with and for us, um, it will become easier for us to suffer. But that's only when we move closer to him, when we start to spend more time with him, when we start to sit before before the feet of Jesus and let him make basically us like him. We were made in his likeness, but that doesn't equal that we have all his characteristics off that, right? We live in a fallen world. We go through things and things that are not like Christ get on the inside of us. And usually I'm sure some of us can attest that when we get saved, we go through a period where it seems like so many things are being stripped, 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 you know, away from us. But really it's the Lord taking us through a cleansing process or a renewal process so we can get back to his original plan, his original form for us before we got all the gunk and junk of the world on the inside of us. So the first scripture I want to go to just to give some context and of course a little scripture because y'all know I got to. Whoa, wait, before we get to scripture, let's go to definitions, okay? So the first definition we're going to get into is image, and that is, or the definition is, a representation of the external form of a person or thing in art, okay? A representation of the external form of a person or thing in art. So the next definition we're going to get into is likeness. So likeness, the definition of that is the fact or quality of being alike, resemblance, the semblance, guise, or outward appearance of. The main one I want you to focus on is um, an outward appearance of, okay? So now that we got those, let's move to scripture. Genesis 1, 26 um, through 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God made man in his own image and the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Um, and then the next scripture we're going to go to is. Colossians 3 and 10, and that says, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed and knowledge after the image of its creator. So when we are made anew in Christ Jesus, like Colossians 3 and 10 says, and we've put on that new self, um, which is being renewed and knowledge after the image of its creator, we become the outward appearance of God, taking on the image of the Father, our Creator. And that includes being able to long suffer with patience and perseverance. So since we got that straight, if you're uncertain 
um, what I'm saying by God the Father suffering with and for us. I'm not necessarily just like I am talking about that, but like not in this context. So I'm I'm really not talking about him sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, although it was suffering for not only Jesus, but for the father to even have to watch his son go through such an excruciating death. But I'm more so speaking in the context of Second Peter 3, 5 through 9, which I'm going to read. <laughs> so... 2 Peter 3, 5 through 9 says, For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world then, oh wait, 6 says, Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. 7 But the heavens and earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Okay, so that was the King James Version. Really quick, I'm going to read, um, which one is it? Oh, I'm going to read um, verses 8 and 9 in the NLT Version. Just so it kind of breaks it down a little bit, because, you know, King James Version be sounding like ye and therefore, (laughs) but we're going to read it in the NLT really quick. So that says, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Okay, so I wanted to read that in the NLT version because I think it just gives a better version. But this is the context in which I'm talking about the Lord is suffering with and really for us. Um, All it takes is a word from God. And while none of us, not even um, God the Son, knows when... um, fire will rain from heaven and this earth will be destroyed and we will go to, you know, meet with the Lord for judgment day or um, for the day of judgment, however you want to say that. Instead of speaking that one word, God chooses to be patient, right? He chooses, no matter how fed up (laughs) he is with us, um, of course, he corrects us and disciplines us as needed. Um, but he's patient, right? He does not desire for any any of us to perish or to not spend eternity with us, right? He's suffering. Um, you don't think it is suffering or just hurtful to God to see us constantly not pick him, to see us continuously go back to the same things that he's delivered us from or taken us out of or even just set us apart from and we continue to go back we continue to go back to the relationship the habit the 
thought process, whatever it is, you know? And while it may hurt him, he still continues to be patient with us to say, you know what? I love you so much that not only am I going to continue to be patient, but I'm going to deliver you from this again. I'm going to bring you out again. I'm going to take this um, thought process or this feeling, whatever it may be, away from you again because of how much I love you. Now, that's not to say we won't have to go through some things, Chad, because we definitely will, right? A good parent disciplines and ensures that their child learns the lesson and we are the children of God. So, of course, we'll have to go through some things, but in the end, the Lord will bring us out. He has promised that he will. And that is what I'm saying when I say the Lord is long-suffering with and for us. So while we may be going through some things here on earth, we may be having to long-suffer through some things. Just know you're not in this thing alone. God is right there with you, long-suffering for you, choosing to withhold his hand of judgment, choosing to withhold fire that is stored up in heaven like the scripture says in um, verses before. I know I just read eight and nine um, in the NLT, but when I read read King James, um, it was from five to nine. So yeah, five to nine. So of course we know those things are happening, but the Lord chooses to give us mercy and grace, you know, out of just his pure love for us, right? He's long suffering for us, us, so we can have a chance to repent, so we can have a chance to get things right with him before the day of judgment comes, which of course no man knows, um, not even Jesus does, but that's even more of the reason to right now get it right with the Lord. So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do, not only to long suffer and make sure your posture in long suffering is that of patience and perseverance um, and not of complaining and murmuring, <laughs> um, but also to walk up right before the Lord to repent, right? To turn your hearts back towards God. Even it's a daily thing, right? You might have accepted God as your personal savior, but maybe you re- need to rededicate your life to him. And There's no better time than the present. There's no better time than right now. (laughs) You know, we don't know when the Lord is coming back for us and it is in our best interest that we be ready for him. So get ready for him even now and long suffer with him. Okay. And I hear what you're saying, but like, be for real. Now, if we're being for real, I got to let y'all know. This isn't an overnight process, (laughs) okay? I know, well, let me say this. God can do anything, right? He can turn anything around overnight. All it takes is a word from him. Um, All it takes is you believing, having faith that he is able to do so, and he will. The Lord is capable of all things. The impossible that we think is impossible with the Lord, with God, it is possible. Okay, sweetie. So let me just preference or preface, preference, 
let me just say that before I say this is what, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but it's not an overnight process, right? It's something that we have to walk out. It's a daily walk. It is a journey, not a race. It's something that we walk out daily, right? So everything that we're like, Lord, this isn't in your image and this isn't in your image. This isn't for you to be hard on yourself, right? This is for you to see where you need to make changes and then start making tangible changes, right? Ones that you can sustain, of course, but also ones that are led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the worst thing that you could do is beat yourself up and act as if you are just holier than thou and try to put on the what it seems to be the image of God, what you believe it to be. The best thing that you can do is begin to just get to know the Lord, right? Kill that flesh of yours, put yourself before the Lord, even if that means fasting and praying. So turning your plate down, not eating for however long the Holy Spirit leads you to and getting to know our father, getting to know Jesus, the man who died on the cross for you, rose again in three days and ascended to heaven so we could have a relationship with God the father for ourselves. Okay, that is what who we need to get to know. Right. We need to get to know him and all of his goodness, all of his glory. And through that, we become like him through our studies of the Bible, through us walking out uh, what the Bible actually says and what the Holy Spirit is leading us to is how we become more and more like him is how we literally become the outward appearance of God. We take on his characteristics by knowing his word. When you know someone, you kind of start to become like them, right? <laughs> it's just like I said in the example before with your parents, but even with your friends, there is lingo and slang, or even with the person you're dating, lingo and slang and ways of doing things or being even that you kind of pick up from those around you. It's the same with the Lord, but he's the one we really probably want to pick up, <laughs> you know, those attributes, slang and things of that nature. So get to know God. That's like the real of the real. It's not an overnight thing. It's not something that happens with a snap of a finger. Of course, the Lord can do anything and clean you up in an instant. It doesn't matter. And you could be 180 walk in a different way and you stay walking that way by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of God. And that will just be that on that. But in the meantime and between time, right, you still need to walk with the Lord daily. You still need to be in his word, getting to know him, getting to know his attributes, characteristics. And the more you do that, the more the Holy Spirit will work on the inside of you causing you to be the outward appearance of God, our Father, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that is really the real of the real. Now, let me tell you something. Now, this is the part of the episode where I usually encourage you, and that's exactly what I'm here to do. I really, truly, truly, truly hope that this episode caused you to not only see that God the Father and the Son 
um, has and is suffering with us even to this day. Okay, God the Father is suffering with us and withholding his hand, giving us grace and mercy, allowing us time to for us all to get it right. And God the Son went to the cross for us so and died on the cross for us so we could have a relationship with God the Father, who is now long-suffering for us, for our betterment, right? So we can all have a chance to be right and get it right with him. And that is where my encouragement comes in, which you might have heard before, but just to reiterate and double down on it, get it right with the Lord, y'all. We all need to. It's a daily walk. We all sin daily. But if no one told you today, then here's me telling you to get it right right? Repent, repent, repent. Live a life of repentance um, because we need to be. We need to make sure that we're right before the Lord, make sure that we have clean hands and a pure heart before him. There is no better time than now. No man knows this time nor the hour in which the Lord will come back for us neither does the son of God. Okay. So that makes it even more pertinent and even more crucial for us to get it right. And truthfully, it should, it should put a little fire up under your butt. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) To get right with God and with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and that doesn't mean it's a immediate turnaround. Of course it can be because the Lord can do all things, no matter what we believe we're bringing to him or how raggedy or, you know, whatever you might think. Nothing is too much for the Lord. I'm here to tell you that, remind you that. If you didn't know that, if you need a reminder, I'm here to tell you. Nothing is too much for the Lord. And the worst thing you can do is stay away from him. But the best thing that you can do is turn your life over to him, right? He created us and his image, and his likeness. So the least we can do is live out our lives for him. Thank you for joining in on the last episode of season four, Side A. I pray that this episode has caused you to think, remember, or know that you're not the only one in this thing, long-suffering. God, our Father, is long-suffering for us. And God the Son long suffered for us, even on the cross. And it is not a question of why I got a long suffer, but now it should be more of a stance that if God the Father and God the Son could do it and still do it to this day for me, then why can't I? Thanks again for tuning in to this last episode of Season 4, Side A, Revival Long Suffering. And until next time in the next revival season, this is your girl, your host, Janiah Taylor, signing off.